We're getting back on track here with Catherine and Emily, but as you know, we won't stay there for long because this is the Going Off Track podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Going Off Track podcast. I'm Catherine, that's Emily, and we are finally going racing at Kota. Um, I, I think this is the race that everybody looks forward to all year long, like, I, I don't know if it's just because we're Americans that we're so excited, but I feel like this is kind of the the quintessential American racing spectacle um, coming up this weekend in Austin, Texas. Um, that's yeah. completely different from like what happens in Miami and what's going to happen in Vegas. Um, so I'm really, really excited that we're here and it's time and we're, we're in the place that you just were about a week I ago. Know. I know Coda's like in my backyard. It's where I grew up in Texas, just outside of Austin. Um, it's like my hometown race, if you will, maybe. Um, everything's bigger in Texas. They do this race so, so well, I think. It's very different from Miami. It's very different from anything that is going to happen in Las Vegas. It's very much like America <laughs> in yeah. Texas. So <laughs> it is the quintessential U.S. Grand Prix. And I... I'm very excited. It's also a really cool track. I personally really like it. I am biased. It is, like I said, my kind of hometown track. But um, I am very excited. Lots of big things happening this weekend. I love the lead up, too. Everyone's really, like, buying into the whole southern Texas thing. Everyone's social media has been blowing up. I'm obsessed with it. I've got, We've gotten great content from all the teams, you know, with having an off week last week. So it's been exciting. Yeah, from the the video clip that Red Bull posted of uh, Danny Ricardo, Max, and Checo all together. Um, you know, they're in a band now. Um, to Charles Leclerc um, doing a a very exciting uh, hot lap on the track to Sunset, uh, a la Top Gun, um, and everything that Haas is doing because this is their home race. Like this is just the the content out of Texas has been amazing and it's only Wednesday. So it's only going to get better. Yeah. Honestly, I really want to know what Ferrari's like social media budget is <laughs> after seeing Charles Leclerc's video. I was like, interesting, yeah. interesting. Uh, but no, it's, they're really it's, bringing it. They are. They are. They got to, they have to, uh, maybe they're paying their social media people and they're just, hiring anybody for a strategist maybe that's what's going on here we we have solved it again on the going off track podcast we have solved ferrari's issues they just need to move all of the money for funding for social media to strategy and then maybe something will happen Maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, they did have Carlos as their lead strategist right. in the in the in the garage uh, in and Qatar. Just money there, they're, yeah, they're, they're two jobs by one person, and the car just retires, doesn't have to go around, you know, the track, and no cause of or possibility of damage. Like they're just saving money at this point. Yeah, look at them. Maybe maybe Haas so needs smart. to take a page from this book to to save some money. So they can go back to their six-seater on the pit wall next year. <laughs> can you imagine Magnuson calling strategy for, like, Hulk? Uh, oh, my God. Not. Hulk, drive, into, drive into his, into his no, back wing. No, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Punch door. 
Oh my god. Yeah, that uh, Oh my god. Yeah, that's too funny. Love, it. love, love, love the things that we can come up and dream about. Oh man. Well, on that note, I think we can get into the news of the this last week and the week before because we did have an off week. Again, I don't know why I'm here because we don't have contract news, but we do have some other fun things happening. Um, one of these days I will be able to announce who has the contract, who has the seat for Williams, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Not yet. I know, I know. But um, Mercedes is bringing some upgrades to Austin as part of their development for the 2024 car. Um, so it'll be kind of exciting to see if it's, you know, an upgrade or if it's not, you know, working yeah. with the 2024 car. But I I don't know. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but they are bringing upgrades. No, they're, they're senior, senior. I think he's their senior tech director, James Allison. I, I read an article and he said, like, this isn't going to leapfrog us over Max, um, yeah. but this is going to get us towards, you know, being more competitive because obviously Mercedes hasn't um, been performing the way that they've expected to be performing since the regulation change in 2022. Um, so this is their attempt to get back to where they used to be in, you know, 2020, 2021, all those years past when they won all those drivers championships and constructors championships yeah no it's uh like i said it'll be interesting to see where they actually end up because remember when aston martin thought they were bringing upgrades and they didn't and it didn't work (laughs) oh yikes but um i think it's always interesting when we have you know new new pieces of the car on the grid so excited to see what happens there with mercedes um haas is also changing up their car a bit this weekend um, but nothing on in the car, just on the car. They have a special America or America, let's say, livery. It's very like decked out. We are an American team, and their suits as well are very like, hello, we are America. Um, yeah, it's very like Captain America, Stars and Stripesy. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of cool to like change it up. Um, a bunch of the drivers have special helmets for Texas as well, and for uh. The Amer- um, U.S. Grand Prix. I almost said American Grand Prix. Ooh. U.S. Grand Prix. Speaking of, I think um, Danny Ricardo's helmet this week is actually a little scary. Oh, is it? I haven't seen it yet. I, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, just, like, looking at it at first glance, it's, like, it's the honey badger, but, like, as a cowboy. Oh, and I was, wait, like. Yes, yes, yes. I did see I, this. I, was, I did like, see oh, this. Yeah. 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 So I, I just, I was, like, oh, that's a little terrifying. No, uh, yeah, yeah, um, but I love when all the drivers mix up their helmets. It's really cool. Um, Zhou Yu's helmet's pretty cool. Did you see his? Oh, his looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's super, super cool. But again, he is just like killing it on the fashion game this year. Stepping it up. Last year he was a rookie. Yeah. played it safe. This year, like. Every single day, showing up to the track, killing it, giving Lewis the run for his money, and all of his helmets are super cool too, which doesn't surprise me. I'm obsessed. Oh, like, absolutely. Hats off to him. Yeah, his, his love. His fashion has been flawless this season. Flawless, flawless. Really um, impressed with him. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> to, to come back to Haas, they do have a special livery. Um, Red Bull also has one. So they just recently revealed uh, earlier today. So we're recording Wednesday. So just uh, this afternoon, evening, depending on what part of the world you live in. 
um, they did reveal their Austin Bull livery, which was designed by the fans. So that's kind of cool. Red Bull always, or not always, but Red Bull um, will sometimes have fans design liveries. Last year, they had a fan design one for Miami, or was that this year? That was this year, but it also looked really cool. It was so long ago, um, which was a really cool one. So I think it's cool that they, you know, have fans get involved in and design the liveries. Um, Love, love that. Um, So take a look at that. It's another, you know, race weekend where we don't know who's driving. The Williams car is also going to be changing because their golf livery is gone. So they're back to their original livery. So have fun seeing who's on track this weekend. (laughs) Um, yep. but that's it for, for change-ups. Actually, th- be, because you, you said that the, the Red Bull, the new Red Bull livery and the Haas livery, like, don't look identical because the Red Bull has a lot more, like, blue on it than the Haas does, but they're still, like, pretty similar. similar. And if it weren't for, like, the typical Red Bull stuff on the front, it would, I think it would be a little challenging to actually see which car is which. But at the same time, these cars are driving very, very fast, so just, you're kind of not going to have any idea who's on the track, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Good for us. Um, Well, okay, taking a step back, I'm pretty sure we could guess, like, it wasn't Mags or Hulk leading the pack. It's most likely Max. Oh well, yeah. So based on a based yeah. on position, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, some yeah. other cool news coming out, and honestly, I thought this was like not real because of just who it included. Um, but yeah, Alpine is getting some new investors. So I don't remember if we reported on it on this podcast or if it happened before we started this season. But Alpine had a large investment group that bought into Alpine this summer, um, which included Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, and Michael B. Jordan. And they've also added um, another investor group, which has, like, crazy celebrities. There's, like, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, Rory McIlroy, um, Anthony Joshua, and then some other, like, um, soccer football players from the U.K. and Spain. And some other sport investors as well. So it's like this huge big group really buying into Alpine. Which I think is interesting because all the other teams are not necessarily like this branded with celebrity. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. what, what comes from this next year from Alpine. Yeah, well my, my first thought is that their investor meeting next year is going to be crazy. But also crazy difficult to schedule with how busy every all these people are. Um, but I, I also think that, um, it's really, um, it's really interesting that, um, Travis Kelsey is one of these investors because, uh, Travis Kelsey is currently dating, allegedly, maybe sort of, um, or is hanging out with and having special time and making out at SNL after parties with Taylor Swift, who of course we all know was, um, attached in the media and clearly was not actually dating Fernando Alonso, um, but that gave us a lot of entertainment for a week. So I think that it's great that like, of course, Taylor Swift isn't. Yes, that too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just absolutely wild. But, but yeah. So we'll see what comes from that. Again, like I want an invite to this investor meeting because it seems like it's just oh yeah a, a blast. So I don't know, but 
So in other news, because like this, this has been a week for news. Um, McLaren has signed its first female driver to their development academy. Um, so this is F1 Academy's driver, Bianca Bustamante, who also drove in the W Series, I believe, um, is now a part of the McLaren driver development program and is their first female race car driver that they've signed, um, which is really exciting and really timely considering we just released our um, F1 Academy F101 episode um, a couple of days ago, which you can, um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can click in the top corner and it will take you to that episode. Um, and also the F1 Academy finale, as you all know, if you've been listening to us the last couple of weeks, um, is this weekend at COTA um, and will be broadcast internationally. So you can watch it on your favorite sports network. Um, and we will have a full season recap for you next week and also really quick to note that they released their schedule for the 2024 season this week as well. Um, well they've got another seven weekends, uh, three races each, and they have officially moved their finale from just anywhere on the calendar. And now that these are all going to be F1 support races, they've moved their finale to the F1 finale in Abu Dhabi for next season. So it's going to be a whole big, um, really exciting weekend for finales next year. Yeah, I'm um, so excited they mm. did Sorry, I love that they did that and like structured good, good. the ske- they structured the schedule to really work together. So it truly is a, like a support series, and we get their finale with F one finale, and it's gonna be like a big thing. I'm so excited. I think it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Especially if they like we we talked about it in the in the F one Academy episode, um, if if they have you know an easy ability to stream the F one Academy races, then it'll be really great. Um, because right now you don't have a, any opportunity to watch live until this weekend. So next year to have the opportunity to hop onto F one TV to watch the F one Academy race, and then hop on the you know ESPN in the states to watch um the F one finale, that could be a really great weekend for you know. Formula One and the brand as a whole. Yeah, definitely. Another really cool thing, and I am not a golf fan, but this is still really, really exciting, is Netflix has announced a new, um, it's called the Netflix Cup, also known as Swing to Survive, which is their live golf tournament that they will be streaming um, the week of the uh, U.S. Grand Prix in Vegas um, on November 14th. So four Formula One drivers are going to be teaming up with four um, golfers who are partaking in Netflix's show Full Swing. Um, and they're, they're all going to team up for an eight-hole um, match play, and then the top two teams will advance to the final hole for the first annual Netflix Cup title, um, which is, it's going to be really cool. And, you know, I'm not much of a golf fan, but I'll throw that on for a couple hours in the background and see what kind of antics we get, especially when we have, you know, our, the Formula One golfers are Alex Albon, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, and Pierre Gasly, who all love golfing. Um, so it's, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a really entertaining uh, show. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, I'll, I'm just going to call it now. Like, we can do predictions for this if we want to, but Carlos and oh, whoever yeah. his partner is are going to win. Like, Carlos is such a good golfer. He golfs all the time. He golfs in, like, all of the pro-ams he can. He golfed in the pro-am uh, Ryder Cup. Like, this guy loves his golf, golfs all the time. Calling it right now. Carlos and partner are going to win. Know- I, I have to push back because, yes, I, I will admit Carlos is a really great golfer, does golf all the time, but so does Lando. 
Like, when Lando's not driving, he's driving a golf ball. Well, but so is Carlos. And when Carlos did an interview recently about his golfing, and he's like, oh, well, I will now golf with Lando because he's now getting to a level where, like, I will golf (laughs) with him. So I, I don't know. Maybe. You never know. You never know. Don't know whose head's going to be. I think we can easily see. I think we can see them as the top two. Oh, for sure. They'll go to the playoff, which will, you know, bromance reunited. I'm here for it. We all love, oh, yeah. love them. But, um, but yeah. So, no, it's it's really cool. When I saw that come out, like, this weekend or whatever, two days ago. I don't this know what morning. it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had a long weekend in Argentina. We had Friday and Monday off. I don't know what day it is, what time zone I'm in, like, which way is up. I am so discombobulated. Apologies to everybody. God, it's gonna be another Scooby Doo <laughs> episode, I swear. Um, but but uh, okay, so it came out this morning, and I was really excited. So there we go. I've watched it like a million times. The promo, maybe that's why I thought it came out much later than this morning. But anyways, um, also time is weird like that. Oh God, time is the worst. I hate it. Um, <laughs> anywho. Um, something else that came out this week, well, not came out, it's been circulating all, I don't know, the last few weeks. It's definitely rumor mill central, nothing is confirmed, but I would like to highlight, (laughs) personally, um, just some of the, you know, noise coming out of the Red Bull camp. I think it's really interesting how they won the constructors, they won drivers championship, and it just seems like their house is not in order, and every thing is awry and someone is burning constantly and everything's on fire um it came out yeah. or it's been out that like Checo was potentially retiring but that was debunked by his PR person but then it's he's been warned that he needs to really get it together he has to finish p2 in driver's championship by the end of the year or like he's gone his contract they'll get rid of him just like they did Daniel Ricard or McLaren did with Daniel Ricardo last year, like all of this stuff circulating. Again, I don't think this is great for Checo. The pressure has not been good for him. <laughs> Double DNF. Um, and I just think like this is a lot of swarming around him, and it's that has to be so much pressure. I don't actually know which way is up on this, but I think it's important to highlight that his seat to me is in jeopardy. Yeah, I, I really think that if if he doesn't finish P2 in the standings, then that's that's a really big problem for him. And and I think that, you know, he has he has definitely not been performing as as they are expecting in the second Red Bull car. You know, last year he tried to put up a fight for for the championship and then Max ran away with it. And this year it just there was no fight. So I, I really think that it, it, it his his future in Formula One is really going to hinge on if he finishes P2 in the standings or if he doesn't. Um, and if not, I think we're going to be seeing Liam Lawson on the F1 grid full-time a lot sooner than everyone expected unless you're yeah. expecting him to be in the car in 2024 unless you're me and you called me and you if i call this Catherine, oh man yeah killing it we'll find the clips um we will we'll run it back um poor checo i feel bad now i feel like this is all my fault um actually i don't it's i mean it's just it's it's really 
it's 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 definitely a lot of pressure. I mean, and it's also, you know, kind of similar to the situation that Logan Sargent's in because he has, you know, uh, James Vowles has talked, you know, until the cows come home about, you know, that he has to meet a certain number of metrics in order right. to get the seat for next season. And they're waiting for the end of the year. And then you've got Checo who, you know, he's got to meet some metrics and then they'll decide at the end of the year. So it's it's a very similar situation, even though it, it's not technically supposed to be a similar situation. Yeah. It's very much like if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Like you're a Formula One driver. If you can't handle yeah. the pressure, if you're not performing, you don't deserve the seat get out next person up will and like they'll take advantage of the opportunity and like I understand it's like sad and we you know for whatever you know we all love these drivers it's sad to see people go and the turnover but at the end of the day like if they can't perform their job someone else can moving on yeah and I also think that you know they have a viable replacement for Perez you know you you, you know say what you will about Ricardo Exactly. The fact that we have Ricardo, um, he's going to have the next five races to, to, you know, get used to to driving this really mediocre Alpha Tauri um, that will be named something else next season. Um, and um, if if they need to put him in the Red Bull car, I mean, he's already proved, you know, from the simulator that he can drive the Red Bull car. Um, yeah. So I, I think that if they didn't have a, a Danny Ricardo available, then this would be a, this wouldn't even be a story because they wouldn't have anyone else. Exactly. Completely agree with you, Catherine. Um, yeah. The other thing I would just like to highlight, which, again, don't know if this is true or not, very 100% rumor mill, but I think it's funny, is that Christian Horner's, like, trying to oust Helmet Marco <laughs> and take full control <laughs> of Red Bull. Again, some of these headlines that I see come out are just wildly absurd, but he has been um, maybe a little controversial this year maybe not super helpful in all areas and just a little bit um but he is like helmet at the end of the day so I don't know it's just interesting to see that come out after everything that we've talked about helmet this year um so interesting developments there TBD on what's gonna happen with Red Bull but again they keep winning but it seems like their house is just on fire so anyways that's yeah, like fifty percent of the house is 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 not not doing doing so hot. Obviously, Max's side of the garage is is firing on all c- cylinders and then some. How many weird isms or like analogies can we fit into one episode? Like cows come home, house on fire, <laughs> burning on so all many, cylinders. all of them. Yeah. Uh, um, so so moving on from news of the week. Because we've had so much news of the week. Let's talk about the U.S. Grand Prix. So the U.S. Grand Prix uh, um, has been held in the United States under that name, technically. They're all kind of under the same umbrella. Um, Since 1908, in a number of cities, obviously, we have Miami, Vegas, and Austin on the schedule now. Um, Phoenix, where I live, there used to be a Grand Prix in the early 2000s. Um, Indianapolis, or not the early 2000s, in the the 90s. Um, Indianapolis, which was in the early 2000s, um, which will probably never be held 
hosted in Indianapolis again after what happened uh, in the 2005 U.S. Grand Prix, which one of these days we will do a full episode um, in F101 breaking down exactly what happened and why it was such a mess. Um, But this is the 75th Grand Prix to take place in the United States. COTA itself, the Circuit of Americas, um, has been used by F1 for the U.S. Grand Prix since 2012. Um, Most wins as a driver has, of course, been Lewis Hamilton. Um, Most wins as a constructor for anything that has been named or referenced as U.S. Grand Prix is Ferrari. They've got 10. And unfortunately, it's a sprint weekend. And I hate it. We hate it. We don't like it. It needs to change. We've decided that it's changing. Please see... Yeah. Our uh, Qatar Grand Prix recap. And uh, that's all we have to say about sprints. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the other thing that we can say about this, and that's a positive thing, is um, this is the last sprint race of the year. So we are no longer going to have to put up with this nonsense um, after this weekend. I hate the sprint format, Catherine. I hate it. I know. It's I terrible. hate it too. I hate it so much. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so this race of all the races last year really stuck with me and I still think about it and it lives rent free in my mind because of what happened with um, Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll. Oh my God. Yeah, I will never forget it. They if for those of you who don't know, I highly recommend you watch it. Um, They literally flew in the air causing a crash with each other flew in the air and my my very first thought was oh this teammate partnership is not going to go well next year and look at it we have like the nicest Alonzo we've ever had on the grid and like you know little brother Lance Stroll on you know getting advice from Fernando could not be going better while he's driving well yeah it's just like oh my gosh the funniest pairing I never saw this coming but this I remember this race so perfectly and and the, like, flying car um, from last year. Also, because of Seb. Because Seb led the race for, um, like, a lap or two. Like, barely led the race. But it did give him his 3,500th lap led in his career. And I was, like, so emotional watching it. And I was like, I don't want him to retire. I'm not ready. (laughs) He needs to stay on track. Oh, God. But it was. I'm uh, still not ready, and he's been retired for a year now. When he was in Japan with all of his bees, I was like, So you're staying and you're going to come back? Please stay. Um, Come back soon, please. Oh, my gosh. Right. But, uh, but yeah, those were the two big highlights for me for, for last year at Coda. Yeah. Ooh, you know, when Audi comes onto the grid, Audi is German. He's German. Maybe he'll come out of retirement and he'll take one of those two Audi seats. Oh my god, I could see I oh could actually see him and Carlos being good teammates. Yeah. Because we all know Carlos is gonna be you know, Audi. except Carlos is not leaving Ferrari because his his medium to long term plans is Ferrari. Wink. Okay. Oh, well, I would love to see <laughs> Seb back on, back in a, back in a seat. Lerve, lerve that for all of us. Yeah. 
Um, but looking to this year's race, 2023, United States Grand Prix at COTA, <laughs> um, we get Danny Rick back, man. I'm pumped. I yes. Pumped. So he's finally back. I know it was like, maybe he'll be back next week. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Well, he's finally back because last race that he was in was in Zanfort back in August. Um, it's basically his home race, like Australia is, but he, I think, claims Austin as his second home. He loves it so much. Um, his brand, Ashante, yes. which I'm obsessed with, has a, um, like, rodeo Texas-themed drop every single year for this race, so he is obsessed. Um, but I'm really, really excited to see him. But I'm also really excited to see how he enters the paddock. Because he always, like, has a great yes. entrance. And I'm so excited. Last year, he entered on a horse. And it was the greatest thing I have ever seen. And I loved it. And the horse had its own paddock, paddock pass. Um, no, the, the funniest thing about about Daniel Ricardo is um, the summer camp that I work at. Um, there was a staff member a couple summers ago who is a... I think, but I think by now he's graduated from UT, the University of Texas at Austin. Um, and he, when he's wearing his University of Texas basketball jersey, he and Daniel Ricardo actually look very similar. Um, so I remember after the summer um, when we were watching Kota um, doing a double take when I was like, wait, what is he doing here? Um, on the grid in the driver's parade until I realized that that was not the staff member I worked with, but it was Danny Ricardo who just really, really looks like this guy. I love that. That's so funny. Oh yeah, it's so funny. That's great. Um, yeah, so we get him back along with his crazy Western But we also outfit. get another thing back. Oh, I know. I didn't want to yeah. bring it up. I know, but we have to. Um, so the other thing that we are bringing, and this is not so, this is actually kind of something that we're bringing back from last year's race, but also something that we are bringing back from the race two weeks ago in Qatar, um, is there have been some reported rumors. I read an article this morning in Sports Illustrated um, that there will be that there could be issues with tire degradation due to the track, which was partially resurfaced ahead of last year's race. Um, hopefully, it won't be as bad as. Qatar because one of the major issues with Qatar was the curbs themselves and the way the curbs are shaped um, and how that was just going to destroy the tires um, but we're expecting Pirelli to bring out the hardest compounds to kind of combat this I don't think that we're going to see you know a lap limit to the tires but I think that there will be the drivers will struggle some of them at least will um, will struggle a with tire degradation sorry Ferrari um, and b with just you know the the grip on the track is going to be a little rough with how bumpy um, the track itself is in certain parts. So that's going to be one of the kind of big wrinkles of the weekend is going to be the tire issues. Well, and the thing that sucks, too, is that they don't have multiple free practices to, like, get comfortable with it because it's a again, they've got they've got one free practice and then they go right into quality. So, yeah, it's goddamn sprint format. I know. We sound like crotchety old men, like, oh, that sprint format. <laughs> it have to change something. Oh, God. Well, with the sprint format, we do have our extended predictions. 
So. Yep. Let's start on that. So for sprint pull, Catherine, who you got? I have not Max Verstappen. I've got Lando Norris. I think that the McLarens have really been on fire for um, for qualifying. So I, I think that, that we're going to see a, a McLaren on pull for the sprint. Funny you say that because I have Oscar Piastri. So hopefully... Yep. Hopefully my predictions this week go a little bit better than uh, previous weeks. But, uh, no, I think the the McLarens are really doing well in quality, and they seem to perform better on sprint days. So not better, but they do really well on sprint days. It's kind of where at least little Oscar is shining. So hoping he does well. What about your sprint podium? I've got Max, and then I've got Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri behind him in 2-3. I love how we, we give McLarens, like, they're going to get pulled. They're doing so well. But they're not going to win. <laughs> yes, they're not going to win. Um, I kind of have the same thing. So I have Max Verstappen, Oscar Piastri, P2, and then Lando Norris. So, um, you know, similar but a little different. Um, and then yeah, close we move enough. to our P8 position, which is the last place in the sprint race for you to earn points you get one point for landing in p8 which is different than uh the normal race which would be p10 so we pick p8 so who do you have for your p8 in the sprint i have lance stroll i believe you picked him last time too maybe i think that i did but i didn't jinx him so it's okay um, well, and I actually picked his teammate, Fernando Alonso, so maybe. And I think he actually got P8 last P8 time. last time, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's been, again, time, days, who knows. That you seems can... right. Yeah, I think. Well, you you can look, if you're really curious, you can look back at our Qatar Grand Prix recap and you can see what we predicted and what actually happened. <laughs> Great plug. Great plug, Catherine. Um, okay, so that covers Saturday. So moving to Sunday, who do you have for poll? I have to, to flip it, I have Oscar Piastri. <laughs> huh, and I have Lando Norris. <laughs> So so, I, so we're really going all out for McLaren. We're we're papayas now. Go team. Okay. We've both given up on our respective teams, and we're just full blown papaya. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um, okay, and then for your podium, who do you have for podium on Sunday for the actual race? So mixing things up a little bit. Not with the winner. I still have Max winning the race. Um, but I have Lando Norris P2 and Fernando Alonso P3. Okay. Okay, he's going to get another podium. I like it. I like it. Again, we always root for Fernando on this podcast. We always like to see him yeah. up there um, holding it down for the, you know, 42-year-olds of the world. Um, <laughs> we haven't had a Fernando is this, you know, this old – and aging him in a while so hopefully you know we get that this weekend and we can highlight it on our recap episode um so I kind of have a similar one I have Max Lando and then Carlos Sainz in P3 I think he's gonna come back after you know not racing for how many weeks because he didn't actually race in uh Qatar 
Uh, he played strategist instead, so maybe he still has the strategist hat on. Maybe he learned some things from having strategist hat on. Who knows? Maybe he wants to be a, a, a Formula One driver again. We'll see. But I'm going to put him in P3. <laughs> maybe. Um, and then for yeah. P10, again, the last place where you can earn points in the Grand Prix race, you get one point for P10. Who do you have, Catherine? I don't know. Who do you have? I've got Danny Rick. So do I. I truthfully in my heart of hearts want him to get like P6. I know that's not going to happen, but I want him to come back and just like knock everybody in their teeth and just destroy, kill, and earn points. But if that's not going to happen, yeah. I at least want him to get one. <laughs> so <laughs> he is my P10. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the same. I I really I I just I want him to come back. I want him to come back confident. Um, he won't have to worry about um any you know scared feelings about FP two because we're not going to have an FP two this week. Um, so I I just I really want to see him you know come back and drive with a vengeance and just go for it. Yeah, that's exciting. And then for your biggest surprise, who's your big surprise this weekend? My big surprise is um, that Aston Martin, I think they're going to have a, 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 a more of a bounce back type weekend. I, I think that um, specifically, I think Lance is going to start pulling his weight a little bit more. Interesting. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's interesting to see like how big of a gap there is there with Aston Martin. Like I know Red Bull, there's a big gap with Checo on some races, but Aston Martin, I feel like Lance has really kind of like dropped in the standings. Um, but I would love to, you know, obviously see him do better. So I like that surprise. That's a nice one. Yeah. Um, I yeah. have Haas having a double points weekend, um, in their home race. I, you know, I like that. I like, I like to root for the, the home team a little bit. So, um, will it happen? Probably not, but that's why it would be a big surprise. So that is what I have for, my big surprise this weekend. Um, and then who's yeah. going to do a dumb for you, Catherine? Well, I personally think that it's going to be Alpine. Obviously, they haven't gotten off to a great start since uh, Pierre Gasly has lost his luggage and has no clothes. Um, so if, if you see a naked man running around, it is Pierre Gasly because uh, his, his luggage is, you know, somewhere between, you know, Texas and France. Um, and I think that with all the, this news about the new investors, I just feel like they're going to lay an egg and it's just not going to look good. That's fair. Totally fair. I really hope Gasly gets his clothing. I mean, he can go buy new yeah. stuff, but I just think it's really funny that he's uh, without baggage. But also, I feel like they I think fly that Alpine private. has plenty of stuff for him. Well, yeah, but also they fly private. Like, how does that happen? Maybe he's not. Maybe he's flying commercial well, I don't, being eco-friendly, but he, doesn't he normally fly Yeah, they, they don't always fly private. Um some sometimes i mean it really you know you, you never really know who's who's traveling with with who um but clearly this this is one of those rare times that he's flying commercial and probably will never fly commercial again yeah he's probably talking to his assistant this is why i don't fly commercial um oh my god <laughs> the number of times i've gotten like angry phone calls from coaches my luggage is lost what do oh I do oh my god i don't know Call the airline. Well, what am I supposed to say? Your luggage is lost. <laughs> okay. 
Oh my gosh. Anyways, I digress. Um, uh, so happy, happy memories. memories. Happy memories. Don't we miss it? Um, I think we can all um, guess what Emily's going to pick for who's going to do a dumb. Um, and that would be Checo. Hey. So again, with all of this news swirling around him, everything going on, I think it's just too much for him, and I just don't think he can handle the pressure, and I think he's going to do a dumb. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. something that is really cool that we're kind of, like, tracking this towards the end of the season, which is the race to a 1,000 laps led. So, Catherine, do you want to kind of give us an update on that? Yeah, so at Qatar, Max Verstappen broke Sebastian Vettel's record for laps led in a single season at 739. Um, and he's it's looking pretty likely that uh, Max could be the first driver to lead a thousand laps in a season. Um, I did I did some math earlier um, and broke out the calculator. There are 325 laps left, and Max only needs 261 to get to a thousand. Um, so. So we're going to be keeping an eye on this and um, we shall see um, what that number gets to. I mean, there's five races left. So we got we got a lot of time for for Max to do what you know, what Max has been doing all year. And um, he's also on the verge of me, um, matching the number of race wins um, Sebastian Vettel has had in his entire career um, at what, 25 years old um, in, you know, it's it's insane. It's Max insane. is just a phenomenon. Yeah, he's a, I don't want to say freak. Um, I feel like that's not the right term, but he is just a very special driver. Extremely special. Prodigy. Like, prodigy, thank you. I hate to see it, but it's really cool to see at the same time. <laughs> I don't. So, And I'm sure every Ferrari fan can, you know, understand what I'm saying when I say that, but... Um, I know. Yeah, it is pretty cool and pretty special to, like, see it in your lifetime, like, an incredible driver like that, so. Anyways. Go for sure. Um, so, Catherine, do you have any final thoughts for this weekend at COTA? Um, I'm just really excited that we are putting the sprint races behind us. I, I think that, that it's just, it needs to go away. It's awful. I hate it. I'm glad we're done. Or that Are you we will also be not like in three days. Super excited that you have a race at a normal time. Oh my god, you're right. Yes, I'm so excited that I don't have to wake up at six a.m. I don't have to stay up until you know midnight. I I can wake up and it's during the day, and I can wake up and just turn on the TV while I'm just in my daily routine. I'm very excited about this. This is just it's it's very helpful for me in my life. Um, you know, because I'm so busy doing all the things that I do. Um, that I don't have to worry about you know waking up at the crack of dawn to watch a Formula One race. You're right. That is You important. just got so excited. You were like, yes, light bulbs glowing. Yes. Up, new person. Um, yeah, no, it's at a good time. Yeah, for pretty me, much. So I'm excited. Um, so I feel like for this weekend, it could either go really according to plan or just absolute mass chaos, which I know is really stupid to say because, like, obviously that's true. But I feel like it's not just going to be like, oh, well, Max won and, like, Oh, you know, P2 and 3 were kind of up in the air, but everything else. I I don't know. I feel like it could I feel like it could get a little wild. Yeah, I can I can see that. I I th I think that, you know, especially cuz we had such a great race last year that hopefully it will also deliver this year. Yeah. 
exactly. Um, but anyways, that's my final thought. So we'll see. I'm very excited for this race. I love this race. Again, biased in my backyard. But anyways. Um, We're going next year. I know. We have to go next year. Oh, my God. If we don't go, we'll get our tickets through Costco and we're going. Um, but, yeah. So, up next, we will have our race recap dropping on Monday. Um, it's going to be a little bit later in the day on Monday just because I am traveling. Um, constant theme of our life. Um, and we want to make sure we have time to edit and everything. So, it will be a little bit later on Monday, but it will come to you on Monday. And then, like Catherine had mentioned earlier, we are going to have a um, F1 Academy season recap coming out later as well because they wrap up their season in COTA. So we will have a season recap for uh, the F1 Academy coming out as well. Um, TBD on the date on that one, but it will be next week. Soon. Or soon. (laughs) Let's not hold ourselves to anything. Let's not overcommit. Um... But you will have the United States Grand Prix race recap coming out on Monday. That's been the podcast. Thanks for going off track with us, guys.